what's up guys this is Raketty here and I am back with a new segment called for the culture and I have a special guest one of my beloved friends Jules <laughs> Perot what's good what's good what's good um so I always like to start off the uh interviews with how I met you you remember how we met yeah yo I should remember. I tell it you tell it yeah, all you right tell cool it. I was planning on telling it anyway <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started music, um I met Jules at like this See, event. you're gonna get it wrong. See, you're no. gonna get it wrong. No, I'm not. No. How's it wrong? You're gonna get it wrong. I guarantee. So I met him when I first started music a couple years ago at this event called Who Got Bars, right? Nope. Wrong. Yes. So Whoa, I got his email wrong. address because at that time I didn't have like a producer or anything like that. And I was like, you know, maybe he could point me in the right direction. Right. Email him. He never, never answered me. <laughs> Yo, you are jacking this whole thing. No, up. it's true. And then um, I saw him again through a mutual friend at MacGyver's and for the hip hop festival. Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. Right. That was 20. So. Wait, that was 2014. No, it wasn't. 15, it's 2015, 2015. Was it that long ago? It was 2015. Wow. I mean, that's the comment Mob Deep, yeah. The first juice we did. Wow. So, um, I I called him out on it, and he was like, no, 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 that's not true. I forwarded him the email, and he was like, oh, snap, okay. All right, well, let's forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, no, it's funny. That's, no, I know you got it wrong. How did I get it wrong? Yet. Cause I never, I haven't. I, the first who got bars I ever did, like in the East Coast, like outside from Alabama, was twenty sixteen. Um, and when we met, we met at the Brooklyn Buffalo Festival kickoff party. How did I get your information at the then? kickoff party? How did I get your information? He was at the kickoff party. No. Yeah, it was in. When, when it was, was the in Dumbo party? in twenty thirteen. Cause when you sent your email, it said July Sun twenty thirteen. Okay, but so it was a kickoff party. That's why I was an intern at the festival. That's uh-huh. how I'm on purpose. Because I'm. But, a, you gave whatever information you gave yeah, me was for I, who got bars. It could have been for who got bars. So why do I? Ha- how do I have that? Because at- I said I did something called who got bars <laughs> down south. God. All right. And then because I didn't create juice wasn't created yet. I only did who got bars. So that's why I like, oh I made some who got bars drink. But nah, I told you I did something called who got bars. The moral of the story is <laughs> yeah, it's not really that important. Jules dubbed me. I didn't dub you. You dubbed me, mad hard, and then. The powers that be was like, nah, y'all need to be friends. Two years later. <laughs> we linked back on two years later. <laughs> so we connected that way. Um, See, so, time and growth, yo. <laughs> time and growth. Yeah. Um, Jules is a, he likes to call himself a culturepreneur. So everybody's probably like, what, what is that? that right? So, yeah. So please tell everybody what that is. A culturepreneur is um, somebody who just really is dwells into culture, right? Every business they create is based on how can you build culture better. I'm talking about culture specific, I'm talking about hip-hop culture, black culture. Mm. So everything I do is literally for that. So I'm a culturepreneur. It's not just the profits. Of course, you want to make money, don't get me wrong. Right. But the business I really make is to how can we really build our culture up. I'm a mm. culturepreneur, number one. All right. Yeah. So... <laughs> hustlepreneurs, you all that, but I'm a culturepreneur. Hustlepreneur? You ever heard of hustlepreneur before? Nah. My man told me I was like, I'm a hustlepreneur. Anything I do is a hustle. Bro. Oh, God. To have all that, bro. Everything I want to do is to build culture, and that's really it. All right. So the primary difference between this, uh, for the culture, the segment of for the culture and FUBU is really to highlight uh, businesses and organizations that are specific in their intent 
to push forward their culture. For you, it's specifically to push forward the culture of music and the music scene in Jersey City. How has the reception been as far as you telling people in Jersey City what you're trying to do and them actually being receptive to it? Like, do they see the vision or it's kind of like, oh, they see the vision. They see the vision. Um, You got to be more consistent within it, right? They see the vision. They just got to see it more. They understand, but you just got to see it more. Mm. Man, when you build up the economy, I feel like if you build it up that way, if you do it and it's lit and somebody else do it, you're doing something good, right? It's cool sometimes somebody copy you to an extent. At least they're trying to get it. Like, Have you had that problem? A hundred percent. Outside of Jersey and Alabama, they did it. And it's cool though. Like, in the beginning, you might be mad. Like, why you copying whoop de whoop But it's like, that's good. Like, that is like there's nothing wrong with that. At least they're trying to develop the culture with or without you. So when you leave, there's still some type of essence of the hip hop culture living and breathing. Mm-hmm. So it happened, but I love it. Like I like when I see that. I actually like it. and also they do it dope. I gotta step my game up. So you say you're a culturepreneur. What are how does that translate into a physical form? Uh you have a organization, what is it? An organization, a label called Moxie nineteen seventy three. People I- might see it here and there but what is it we are building a cultural institution we can have we could just house everything that we really want to do right it's like who's we moxie 1973 okay that's that's who we are right it's just not me solely me right, right? you can't do nothing i really just just for yourself but that's just mad like mad selfish dog uh-huh. so um so moxie 1973 is a cultural institution not a physical place but somewhere we all could live in right I had a conversation with Torrey, um, the host at Sirius, and Dina with Revolt TV, and we were speaking on, like, we're so focused on being an apartment inside a building. We just want to be a part of something. We're like, nah, why don't you try to be the building? And let people, and just bring your people on to live within those means. Because sometimes the, the the buildings that we are in is not from us, right, on the forest bias. It wasn't built for us at all. Mm-hmm. It was built just to monetize all of us. My thing is, if, you, if we could build the space digitally in a physical space that people could come and create what they want to create we have somewhere for you it's not just to make you a commodity it's really to build you up and live on your own so moxie being a cultural institution mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you're doing as the spearhead of that cultural institution we'll break it down like a college right mm-hmm. so we do something called juice mm-hmm. um juice is like our sports it's our athletic program it's our sports program, right? So we got like DJs, dancers, MCs, artists, and clothes like basketball, football, soccer, tennis, whatever you want to call it. We like the specific elements of hip hop in the same exact way. That's like our sports program. So everything we do is to build that aspect up for hip hop. So DJs, dancers, MCs, artists, clothing, we want to give you first a physical space to be at where you all can live in these moments and live within the elements. And then also on a digital side, tell the story of the culture that way as well based on our foundation when i look at hip-hop i look from the rap side the dj side the dance side the art side the clothing side the unity side and the hustle side but those are like the seven pillars of hip-hop personally to myself and if we could develop those things properly do and also doing community outreach with that as well teaching youngins about these these elements it's just not rap because rap's the commodity we're doing our job within juice right and then you got something we do called office hours clock into your purpose not your job that's basically an educational platform we just speak on things, how we educate ourselves within it. Like, it's cool to clock into your job. There's nothing wrong with a job. But if the job is fulfilling your purpose, go all out with it. Mm-hmm. That's our model. It's like our curriculum, right? That's what we go by. Like, me and Rome, our graphic designer, creative, one of our creatives, like, we talk in that language. Like, you clocked in? Yeah, I'm clocked in. I right, bet. Let's get busy. Mm-hmm. You clocked out. I'm not speaking to you. It's like, I'll holler at you later, bro. It was love. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm clocked in. So, the, the office hours is based on our curriculum. 
the music that we represent from different artists such as like Wade Brown, PD and Craze, um, Goldie Fats, hopefully Raquette if she's really with it. Oh gosh, um, stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, that's like our band, right? It was mm-hmm. at sh- halftime and showtime. Mm-hmm. It's like our soundtrack. And that, that's, that lives through everything that we do with an organization. That's how we look at the music side of it. We do something called Chilltown Social. That's like our, um, our student union or SGA, Student Government Association. We call it the People's Association, mm-hmm. People's Government Association. And that's based on just doing events specifically in Jersey City. Mm. That's not to make a bunch of money, but just to bring all these people together to have a great time. Kind of like a mix, uh, also, it's, a it's, mixer, but a, on a different level. Yeah, but sometimes it might just be a party. Well, so it might just be <clears> a party. We'll mm-hmm. just, we'll just, we'll just have a good time. Next time, I might just be like, yo, we about to watch this boxing game or the Super Bowl. It was like, just bring all these people together to have a great time. That's the Chilltown Social. How often do you do Chilltown? Um, we try to do like once a quarter. And where can people find information as to like how to find or like... Everything. Um, it's right now is at moxie1973.com. That's M-O-X-I-E 1973.com. That's where you can find everything. Where did the name Moxie1973 come from? That seems like so random because you you definitely weren't born in 1973. Damn, and what is a moxie? Baby. Um, so let me see if I can do a whole genesis. Um, first I heard I heard the word moxie in the interview that Jay had, Jay Z had with a reporter on Fox when he broke ground at the Barclays Center, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Yo, I'm Brooklyn guys have so much moxie." I'm not from Brooklyn at all, but I just like the word moxie. Like, That's just how fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm on campus. Like, that word is dope. So I looked it up. It was like determination, the nerve. And they used to call out a gangster's moxie back in the day. Because by any means necessary, it was getting whatever they had to get done, done. So mm-hmm. boy, I feel that. I feel like I represent that. I feel like people around me represent that. I feel like black culture represents that. Because regardless, we're going to get it done. But like we just have moxie is built within our within our DNA. And so that's what I fell in love with. But you know, you find a word, you find a name thing, you're the only one who have it. Then you go online, like, damn, <laughs> all y'all cats already on it. I'm late to the party. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I gotta switch this thing up. And I left the word alone for like four years, maybe. I didn't even touch it. I was like, I'm gonna use it whenever I need to. And then it was 2016, I believe. 2016 or 2017, I sat back, I was doing some studying. I was like, that word kept coming back to me. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to I need to make this make sense though. Like, what can I use with it? And then 73 was always a great number to me as a whole. I'm a Yankees fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm a diehard. I forgot. Before the Yankees, hip hop was born August 11th, 1973. That's flat out first thing. Like, okay. I was like, that was like, all right, the hip hop connection is there. 1973 makes sense. And it's in the South Bronx. And then I'm a Yankees fan. So George Steinbrenner, the old owner for the Yankees, bought the Yankees in 1973. They're both in the South Bronx. I'm like, oh, that's fire. That's dope. That just makes sense to me. I'm a Yankees fan. That, and then, uh, yo, it's dope. And then... 73 is just a magic number. It was, a, ma- yo, it was just a magic number, you okay. know what I'm saying? And then, um, I, so I work for the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. That's one thing I do. Mm-hmm. And then the Fountain Festival, the only hip hop internship I really ever had was born 1973 in the Bronx. Oh, boy. I'm like, yo, this is like <laughs> fire. I'm just finding out these different things about this number. Uh-huh. And I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. And, you know, we have we had one of the top high school basketball programs ever in nation for like over 30 years called St. Anthony's High School. And it was ran by the legendary Bob Hurley. And 
my research says that he started his first four year coaching was 1973 oh, for crying out loud, it's like really? yo I'm from Jersey City that's high school basketball they're like the Yankees of high school basketball like Jesus. always top telling like, this is dope like yo I can't like Seven go dudes for, just calling your yo, name. It was just call, yo for real it was just calling my name and then um so that was the, that was that was that was the essence like oh seven three is dope I like this number it makes sense to me all winners associated with this number and then we're really tied it in if you spell Moxie it's M O X I E you see it's O and an X the ox so oh shit like the ox is there. Yo, you just this is just signs coming to me. Like, I like this. So like I got an emblem now. So the okay. ox is there and what does the ox represent for I you? I got you. So the ox was so dope because multiple ways. I had to do my research on it. Cause I was thought about like if I walk around Jersey City with an ox on my head, what's cats gonna say? Like what is that for? I had to give him a reason. So I did my I did my research and it was like God created the lion, the lion, the eagle, the man, the ox, right? The lion was to be like dominion over all these creatures. The man's be dominion of all things. The eagle should be like he's she's like he's the bird eye he watched over everything from a high and then the ox rule was to disturb and create a mess right and we create the mess you see God's truth it's like oh we creating a mess we disturbing I like that I want to disturb like I like that you feel me and then uh. and then the ox was the wealth possession that Israel like can have back in the day because it was the it was it was it was the strongest animal it was the wealthiest animal and it was there to protect produce and provide for the family what do you want to do for the culture? You want to protect, produce, and provide for the culture. Oh, I like this ox. Like, that's my homie right now. Like, <laughs> I feel this ox in my heart. I'm like, yo, the ox is it. But then top of the loaf, um, in the Chinese calendar, the ox, the year 1973 is the year of the ox. Oh, for crying out loud. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything, like, fell into place with the name. Um, I know it was a long description, but that's literally where the name came from. And then from there, it was just a call. And, like, I couldn't, I couldn't run from the signs, like, it was all given to me. So I knew it was given to me from high above. So like I had to go, I have to go with it. You spoke briefly about working, um, ultimately starting off as an intern and then working for or at the hip hop festival. Mm-hmm. How, how has that opportunity molded you and prepared you to be this culturepreneur for Jersey City? It was the last step to becoming who I am currently. Um, my friend Craig always said I had different phases in college. Like, mm-hmm. When I first touched down at Alabama University, I was Jersey Boy Jules, just a kid from Jersey who was doing interviews, who was hosting things, throwing parties, and doing some ciphers. That was it. I was Jersey Boy Jules, kid from Jersey who just like doing Jersey shit. What did you study? What did you major in in school? Um, you know the basic communication. You don't know what you do. <laughs> Yo, I don't even know what I was majoring in. Like I went down to play baseball, and I was my like my um. My counselor, when I, yeah, my counselor, I was like, yo, what's my major? Like, I don't know. My first year, I was like, I don't know what I put down. Like, oh I'm going to play baseball. <laughs> so you was just at school throwing yo, parties? No, no. Throwing cypress. What am I supposed to be doing here? She was like, yo, you're in communications. Like, oh, word? All right, cool. Wait, who signed you up for that? I think I did it. I remember because it was my senior year. I'm going to ask Mr. Flores. My, it was one of my teachers. I'm in class. Like, yo, what should I put down as my major? So I'm, thinking, I'm just going for baseball. I don't really care about no majors. So... I just put communications, I think. That's, that's just what it was. And I don't remember. I put that down. I'm shaking my head right now, guys. Nah, okay. for real. But I did communication arts and entrepreneurship. That mm-hmm. was what I majored in. Do you feel like that that entrepreneurship, what is it, a major? It was or a minor? minor. That was my minor. Do you feel like it prepared you? Nah, so I was already doing it. So it was like, it was cool. <laughs> okay. I just it was, So I just wanted to be like, yo, word, I'm the first person to ever do anything entrepreneurship on campus. Like, that's, that was me. Like, if you... If you go to like the the dean of the business of the business department A and M, if you like, who's the first person with any major or minor in the entrepreneurship program? I'm the first one. 
All right, so talk more about leading up to the steps for you to become this culturepreneur. Um, so you start was, off at A&M. Again, I was doing, I was just Jersey Boy Jules, uh-huh. like, and I was just doing stuff, throwing parties or whatnot. And then I think Instagram came out, and I was doing a hell of reading for some reason. I just started reading. I don't know. I, read I, up I, on Instagram. I like to read regardless, but like during the time Instagram like popped, I was just reading a lot of books. So I was just like, I dive right back into reading. And it was like, then like dropping Jules came. Like that was my nickname. After, that was like my name after Jersey Boy Jules. That had to be like my junior year. After I started Who Got Boss, it was like, word, everything I put out was just had to be inspirational or had to be educational based, had to be motivated based. Now that the dropping Jules ever came. Now I was in a playoff, like dropping Jules, like every, every event I do is a gem. Like you gotta be there, it's like dropping Jules. So, so from there, and then when I got to the festival, it was like, oh, I'm Jules Perot. So it became like the executive side. So if you look at the brands, you get each piece in me. Like Jersey Boy Jules, like the juice side. Dropping Jules, like the office hour side. And Jules Perot is like the music side. So the festival prepared me to understand that aspect of myself. So yeah. I was able to go through each stage. Before making everything a one brand, I went through each stage with my, myself first. How did you uh, come to enter for the festival? And then just talk a little bit about... <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me the evil laugh. Nah, yo, talk I, a little bit about the Hip Hop Festival. Well, Who's shit. behind it? I got you. That's, that's, that's I love. said a little bit. A little bit. I'm, I'm, a I'm, little I'm bit. Jumping to, I'm jumping to it. I can talk. Um, All right, cool. I hate internships. I was definitely that kid, like... Why? Oh my. Because I always felt like, real talk, I always felt like if you built your own, the person you want to get the internship with will look at you, recognize you, and just give you the gems. Because you already worked hard for it for yourself. And I, and I had experience in that, right? Like, I did Who Got Bars, and then the legendary Cody G from Huntsville, Alabama, Slow Motion Sounds was like, y'all like what you're doing? And he just took me under his wing. So it was working for me. But then I had to come home for a summer. I'm like, all right, cool. There's really nobody in the business at the crib. And I could run around and do things, but I just want to see where I could fit. And then I had to take an internship for school. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me just see if I did what I do. And then my friend Rule hit me in 20, 2011. And I remember he gave me a call and was like, yo, I'm in Brooklyn, under the Brooklyn Bridge. Kanye West is out here. I'm like, yo, where the fuck is you at? Like, what's going on? <laughs> see, I'm at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. I said, what is that? And he hung up on me. He's like, you're not hip hop enough. Oh. And I hung up. <laughs> so I remember that. I remember that moment. So I was like, let me type in the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. And then I seen it was ran by a husband and wife named Wes and Ebony Jackson. African American. It's independently owned. I said, I'm going there. Mm. It's independently owned. It's in Brooklyn. It's lit. They doing stuff. Kanye was just there. I need to be a part. And that's the only internship I ever filled out in my life. Cold, 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 um, cold email, boom, boom, signed up, application. I responded back, and I, they, they let me in as a volunteer, and I've been there ever since, honestly. I can't even, like, it just, I got involved. What, I guess, for a lot of people who might be looking into starting their own business and being an entrepreneur, how did you build yourself up? to becoming because ultimately what's your title now at the hip-hop festival it just changed so it's um and how often does it even occur it's every oh it's every year this is this this year 2018 will be the 14th year it's been wow, running okay you know what i'm saying like this is the wave it's like the underground gem of hip-hop if you're uh-huh. a hip-hop fan you should know about it. if you're not i wouldn't consider you hip-hop i feel like it got a lot of notoriety too because of the recent like big names and the um what you call it? When Jay popped out, mm-hmm. like when yeah, that was crazy. Like Jay Z popped and, out. And Mob Deep was there. Mob Deep was there. Common. Mm-hmm. The recent years, since I've been there, we had 
Pusha T, EPND, Redman. That's the first year. Then we had J Electronica, Raekwon, Sky Zoo. And he brought out J. Cole, Jay-Z, Telequality, Mac Miller. Yeah, after that, we had Common Mom Deep. Yeah, after that, we had Nas, Nas Fast, Telequality, Telequality, Rhapsody. Um, then we had DMX, Rakim, The Locks. This year, you'll see your hair soon. But, um, yeah, we just had, like, it's the Rucker Parker hip-hop. What is hip-hop? Eat that question. Um, yo, that's just, yo, you know what's so funny about that question, right? It's like, you know, sometimes it's just a way of life. Like, it's hard about, like, oh, it's this and this and the third. Uh-huh. But, um. What does hip-hop mean to you? Hip-hop freedom. is a way of life. Hip-hop is freedom. Uh-huh. Um. Freedom, freedom in what form, though? Form of, like, as an entrepreneur, it's freedom. It's freedom to the standpoint, as an artist, you let your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it gave you an outlet just to be you. In a corporate sense as well, like hip hop is a corporation now, so it's like it's a culture first, then it's a corporation on the back end side. So if you can just be you from a kid from wherever you from and just speak your mind. Hip hop is there to bring you in, teach you how to get money, and teach you how to be free. That's all. Look at hip hop. Hip hop is literally freedom. What do artists? What should artists do in order to prepare themselves to be able to successfully navigate through hip hop? A lot of artists out here feel like once they do the music that everything else will follow. That's a good way in. But know your business within the music, I think. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's a book. And you should. I think on the music business side, I feel you should get the book and then live out the book. The, um, what's it called? Everything you need to know about the music business. Mm-hmm. I feel you should get that book and try to live out that book. But you get the book and all the knowledge and not live it out. It's like you just wasted your money on a book. You get what I'm when saying? When you say live it out, what do you mean? Like apply the things that you're reading in a book. Mm-hmm. Like study up on it and then apply it to your career and see how it works for you. Um, what was the question? I don't know. So I could keep going. I'm trying to think of like exactly how to navigate this. Yeah, how how do they navigate? I mean, you suggested that they read the book. Yeah, it's at least on the business side. Um, Maybe they should take it seriously as a business the, yeah. and not just like something that they it is love, a business. love it's, to it's, do. Yeah, and if and it's cool if it's not, if you don't, yo, I love when some artists don't take it as a business though, or opposite side, because just find that person who's your, not a friend, it maybe could be your friend, but find somebody you could trust and let them handle the business for you and allow you to create your art. I have a problem with that. I feel I still feel like you should, should know, be you should know the base. You should know the basics of your mm. business. Don't get ripped off here. Don't get me wrong. Like know the basics of your business. Don't just know the basics. <laughs> like for, like I'm sure you see my face. Like know your basics. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But find a person to take that pressure off you as well. Mm-hmm. And but when you understanding that, expect a lot from that person. You know what I'm saying? Like like. They push, should go above and beyond. Yeah, and push, push you. them to be hard. But you also gotta push them too. Yeah, I'm you saying push. To be don't that don't just get them. a manager and they're gonna do everything for you on the back. That's just mm-hmm. the, that's 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 crazy to me. It's still your business. But on the other side, push them to be better. Push them to be better managers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I feel like you go hand in hand with it. Don't expect them to give you everything, but make sure they get you what you need. You've been talking a lot about who got bars, and I know I, I mentioned it at the place as the place that you dug me at, but no, <laughs> you said it's not the case. Definitely not. What is that, and and where did it start? Uh, I was from Alabama. Um, I had a bunch of friends who rapped. They had no platform. Everything we did was a solar problem. Everything I ever created was a solar problem. Mm-hmm. There was no rap platform there in Huntsville, Alabama for MCs that I knew who felt like they could get their lyrical, their lyrical ability off and really showcase what they could do when it comes to their rhymes. 
So me and Isaac Fitch and Mashai Austin, there was a local boutique called Valley Boutique, but also Creative Soul, the first boutique ever in Alabama, streetwear based. We went to them, I was like, yo, we want to do this cypher competition. How can we do it? And they opened up their doors to us. Right. Creative Soul allowed us to hold auditions there, and we held it at Valley Boutique. Mm. And it was just a sense of where could we have, where can hip hop live, and where can rappers go? And bars stand for best artist raw skills. That I didn't was, even know it was. Yeah, that's what that's what bars stand for for us. That's what we wanted to showcase the best artists with raw skills. Mm. And we look at that like um we look at that like rookie ball. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, this is the rookie ball. This is the basic level. Can you just rap first? Mm. And we always said like yo, if it became like the cool thing to go to, we won't do it no more. And we haven't done it ever since. Oh uh, wow! So my next question was gonna be like, <laughs> when's the next one kind of? Um, it'll be a while. Mm. We're doing a. Uh, we're doing not the actual cypher competition before, like we did before but we're doing sessions now so like we got the Who Got Bars Thirsty Sessions coming mm-hmm. based on something that we're doing specifically with Juice and the Juice Collection but but yeah so I just came off of like I would I, would you consider it a mini tour? no just a show did a quick show in Alabama so we did a quick show in Alabama uh, talk more about it and what prompted you to go back to your alma mater and uh, essentially do the two-day series. What was it? Um, We did an open house, right? It's just like the opening of everything that we have coming in the future for Moxie. And I had to start there because that's where it began. Like, the genesis. Like, even though I'm from Jersey City, born and raised, like, be on my foundation Jersey City as well, just what I wanted to do. But Alabama is where I applied everything I learned in Jersey City. And applying it at that, on the hill was everything. Because... Everybody on that campus was original. They did their own thing. And I feel like we could add our character into it. And going back to A&M was very key because they're going to keep it a buck fifty with us. Did we go hard enough for it? Um, is the talent good? Like, A&M is always that type of school. If you go to, they'll let you know if you like that again or not. And bringing artists from Jersey different places, they'll, and I want to see how they were going to react to the people there as well. That's why I had to go back. And also, we had to give back to the students, let them know that somebody came from that university, left, and wants to come back and teach you what you can do as well. Right. Uh, you had a conversation there uh, on the Friday, and then leading on to the Saturday, it was a concert that mm-hmm. I performed in. Uh, one thing that really stuck with me was the overall theme of the conversation was, what is your purpose? Yeah, clock into your purpose, not your job. What is your purpose? To, I can't say I can't say this in two ways. I think my my one purpose is to be the building, like truly build the building. For after I leave here, that building is still standing strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a place where people just can come to and just be themselves and just create. And the other side is to be just be a storyteller, like just be a good ass storyteller, like just continue to tell stories. So you have Chilltown, you got Juice. You did Who Got Bars. Mm-hmm. Moxie is the institution. Mm-hmm. Talk more about Juice. And even um, Crush Gold. I see you wearing a lot of like... It's my brother. That's Crush Jaylen. Gold. So That's like, what is that and how does that fit into your overall institution as well? Um... Well, I start with Crush Gold because that's fame. That's like my brother, Jalen, who started a clothing brand. And he said he wanted to make golden garments. Like, we come from kings and queens, but we don't have clothes that represent that. And he was like, yo, Crush Gold, that's what it is. And that's what he's built. So everything he puts out, I went through on my body. That's my brother. And and it's not bad either. And then all my bros is like that. If something's not good, we're not posting it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, if it's hold good, your friends accountable. yeah, we hold him accountable. He does dope work. And when I walk around with somebody, where is that? But it was Crush Gold. That's just what that is. Um, That's family. He's just dope at what he does. Like, it's my bro. 
Um, yeah, check that crunch gold out. And juice mm-hmm. is what is juice? Is it is that like an acronym? No, juice is straight up. There's no acronym with juice. <laughs> like, uh, there's no like crazy myth behind the name. Like this is straight juice. Okay. Um, juice is hip hop, and when I mean that, juice is freedom. And what I mean by that is juice is like the hip hop aspect of everything that, that we do. So we have an event called the, the Hip Hop Exhibition. That's where all these elements literally live in one space for one night, one show, one culture. So it's a DJ showcase, dance, art, clothing, get clothing. Um, that's all the elements. And that's just a hip hop exhibition. Outside of that, we got clothing that tells our stories as well within the collection. Mm-hmm. We look at juice in three parts. The live entertainment portion, the content portion, and the product portion. And we have to tell stories within hip hop through those different through those different portions. Um, those segment portions, which you want to call it. That's what really juice is, is freedom within hip hop. And we want to be able to express that. We know rap's the main commodity within it, but you can't forget about the DJs, you can't forget about the dancers, you can't forget about the art, you can't forget about the clothing. Even though clothing's a commodity as well. But we wanna make sure every people understand that everything is one. We're all one culture. We're not separate in no shape or form. But we got to keep it together. And I feel like it's our mission within Juice to show you that we're together. Mm-hmm. And so that the next generation understand that, cool, you can make your money over rap, but let's make a dancer make as much money as an MC. Mm-hmm. It should be possible. Like, why isn't it? You get what I'm saying? Same thing as a DJ. DJs are doing it now, but this step that up even more. Artists, step that up even more. Like, that's just the very key. Like, Juice is there to bring all the elements together. You mentioned artists uh, because is culturepreneur like something that you made up? Or? No, Cody G. He's like, yo, you culturepreneur. I said, what the hell is that, Cody? And he was like, yo, everything you do is to build culture first. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to make your money. Don't get me wrong, but everything you do is to build culture. And you're a culturepreneur, and that's what you are. I said, all right, cool. I'll, I'll run with it. And I, I, I feel like that is what I am. I, I hate the question, like, what do you do? I'm like, uh, my answer to that is, what do you need done? Like that's right. oh okay. like I don't know what the, what do you need done. Yeah. If I personally can't do it, I'll give you somebody who can do it. Like, <laughs> right, so right, what right. do you need done? Let's get it popping. Um, I got stop saying um too, but culturepreneur, yeah. So as a culturepreneur, what is your role? If or do you have a role in artists' career and their like I guess day to day movements and lives? Yeah, and it's funny. We're, I'm about to fully jump into it, like all the way <laughs> kicking, kicking out the door. I'm kicking out the door because we need to. Um. <laughs> I'm jumping into it now. And it was just time. I did it before when I was in Alabama. It did. It went well, then it just stopped. And. But what exactly, what role did you play in I was the career? manager day-to-day. I was day-to-day management, day-to-day shows, day-to-day everything. Like, mm-hmm. I was in there 100%. But I also had my own thing still going on, doing TV on campus. So okay. that was like a thing between like, oh, Yo, you focus on this. You feel like, I'm doing both, bro. I could do both. And when that ended, I was like, oh, fuck all that shit. Like, forget that. I'm not with it. I don't. I'm just focused on what I got going on. Let me just build a platform instead of just dealing with one person. And then over the years, I've been developing a platform, but now I feel like I'm at the point <clears> I can do both again. I help develop these apps because I look at music as life and death for certain people. One record shapes somebody's whole life. Right. And that's a real responsibility. I don't think artists sometimes remember. You have a responsibility to the world. You're, getting your, you're letting your voice be heard. But on the other side of things, like you're shaping culture through your words, mm-hmm. through your music. And you have to understand responsibility, but also we have to understand how to own that as well and keep it in-house and how can we make the music money circulate. So, yeah. Who are some of the artists that you're working with? Um, You mentioned them before. Wade Brown from Huntsville, Alabama. But what can we expect 
2018, 2019 for the specific It's, it's, very, it's very simple. You can For all of them, you can like this. Everybody I work with has a soul of the past. So you understand what the past was. You could fill in the music what the past was. But they're rebellious like today's millennials. But they also want to create the sounds of tomorrow, right? The sounds of the future. And that's what you'll get in a nutshell. You get honesty. You get truth. You'll get the real. You'll get the moxie of just being yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what you'll get from the artists that I represent. How do you choose these artists? They choose me. They're all... They're not, not, not in the, I don't know if that sounded crazy, but it's like the truth. Like, like... I didn't choose them. Like, it just happened that way. It's all people I knew for more than three to four years. Like, mm. there's not somebody I just met yesterday. Oh, I want to... Nah, it's none of that type of, like... Okay, I knew you for... What, 2013, 2018? <laughs> we say five, five years. years. I knew Rube... I helped more on the marketing end, but I knew Rube since I was 15. Oh, wow. I knew Wade since I started Who Got Bars. I met PD and Craze in 2015. Like, these are all people I knew already. Like, like, like we're all been cool forever. But I love the music. And I love what they represent. I love who they are. I love what they want to do for people. Number mm. one. Like, the music's not the end the end goal for any of these individuals. Okay. All they're inspired through the music. And that's number one for me. And that's why I said, like, we just work together hand in hand. What's the future for, I want to say Moxie. Because Moxie is that overall... Mm-hmm. I, I want to um, say overall building. Like, what's the future for Moxie? To be the standard. When you look at hip hop or when you look at culture in general, it's to be the same. We think of black culture in general, people of color culture in general. That's what we are. We'll represent that from every from every from every medium. We'll represent that. Mm-hmm. Because it still is the war series. I like to ask people. Uh, what their role in the revolution. And this might be parallel to what your purpose is. So for you, what is a revolution? Man, knocking down a fucking door for what you want. So essentially, aren't you, you are starting the revolution. I'm just in the, in the middle of it, right? Yeah, I'm in the eye yeah, of the storm. Even the eye of the storm. It's your music going <laughs> to break off the chains. Your vocals going to break off the chains. So I guess your role in the revolution is to just kick down the door? 100%. Waving a 4-4. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is uh, Ricketti with Jules. We clocking in. Office hours. You know that. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for... Uh, Letting everybody know what a culturepreneur is, introducing them to a culturepreneur, entrepreneurship, and hopefully this inspires people to get it together, do what they got to do, and kick down some doors. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Yo, no, Nike has the best, am I tripping? Nike has the best (laughs) joint ever. Because the honest truth, just yeah. do it. Like, yo, you're going to make mistakes. It's all good. Like, mm-hmm. just do it. You'll lose people. It's all good. Do the work. They come back. It's all good. Right. And be consistent with it, too. Yeah, 100%. And don't be scared to put out the content. Because before you have, before you put out the content, you already had zero views anyway. Hey. All right. Signing off for the culture. Thanks. Change, change, change in the space.